Let's talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. That's right. No more excuses. Get your lazy ass off the couch. Go start a podcast. There's the creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone with computer. Once again, no more excuses. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Could it be easier? Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. They're paying us for this ad. Thank you very much, Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. This is The Dime, a 10-minute dive into the cannabis and hemp industry through trends, insights, predictions, and tangents. What's up, guys? This is The Dime. As always, we're breaking down cannabis topics and, and communicating exactly what this means. As always, I've got Kellen here with me. Kellen, today we're breaking down some current events. Georgia has officially gone blue. So recently, Georgia underwent an election that had the potential to flip the Senate and actually has flipped the Senate. We've seen monumental progress towards cannabis reform, including the historic House of Representatives voting to pass the MORE Act that would federally decriminalize the plant. Flipping the Senate would mean a more likely chance that this bill would be approved. Kellen, what does this mean overall for the cannabis industry? I mean, I think it's just uh, another piece of or another straw on the camel's back towards breaking that cultural stigma to result in federal legalization what do you think brian you think that's that's what this is yeah i think it's a game changer move i think georgia could have been the missing piece to to getting some aggressive moving towards cannabis reform and the likelihood is within the next four years way sooner in my opinion my optimistic opinion we're going to see crazy changes. And I think you've seen the announcement already with New York coming out and saying that they're going to do it. Connecticut's going to aggressively follow and Pennsylvania and all these other states, especially from an East Coast standpoint, they're, they're going to move forward. And it's going to be a, a race of the clock now to, to everyone to get into positions ready to go because the train already left the station. Yeah, I agree. Let's, let's hop into the listener question. What do you think or believe needs to happen in order to have cannabis reform across the board? Time. I mean, I I think that it's already occurring. um, And being in the industry and kind of seeing the spectrum of individuals' opinions associated with cannabis, it's still really, really broad, right? Like there's people that still believe it's the devil's lettuce and there's people that consume it every single day that uh, strongly believe it increases their happiness and their livelihood. Right. So what needs to happen is it's, we just need to keep kind of chipping away at these cultural stigmas and it's, it's just going to be a slow roll. Like this is something that we can't just like flip the switch and now it's federally legal because that would just create chaos in my opinion. Right. Like you would just have chaos across the entire board People want to know certain moms wouldn't want to take their children out if there's people selling cannabis on their on this corner of their street, right? So it needs to t- needs to go slow, in my opinion. It just needs to be piece by piece. Uh, what do you think, Brian? Not sure exactly, and I don't think they can go slow. I think they have to go faster, and I think it has to be faster than most governing bodies have been comfortable working in. And we saw how. 
health agencies and pharmaceutical companies were able to move forward with the warp speed and get the vaccine out immediately. Not saying that we should all operate in that type of time frame, but like get your shit together. Like other states have passed these laws. We understand every other countries have done it. We should understand the information we need. We need to keep people safe. We need to to ensure that there's a limit on driving and and their safety responsibilities and the products are being produced are safe and that there's all these other regulations and things in, in place. But this will frustrate me because it will take too much time. But everyone knew this was coming and everyone should have been acting accordingly. And it'll really frustrate me with all these obstacles and hurdles because we're not groundbreaking any, any space here. Colorado, California, have all been on the, the train for a while now and we should just follow suit, learn from the mistakes they've made implement those policies to do a better job and figure it out sooner rather than later. Yeah. And I mean, I think one thing that a lot of people don't know from the general public and just coming from uh, witnessing it firsthand in Colorado, as well as California, I was in California when they passed the legalization as well as Washington too. It, it's not an overnight thing, even when they do pass it, right? Like New Jersey passed cannabis, right? Like cannabis is going to be legal. They're not going to sell cannabis in New Jersey until 2022. It's literally going to take that long. These things, I mean, there's just, you got to build an entire infrastructure from an industry standpoint. Quality assurance. I mean, they're going to need to hire and train 10,000 people to be able to maintain a quality assurance program, right? This was a very, very rampant black market. I mean, just look at Pennsylvania prior to them shutting down their market, right? Like they literally busted three dispensaries that were operating like they were in the black market, but they were a legal dispensary, right? So like, I totally get the whole warp speed and all these other things, but unfortunately, based on the nature of the plant and its history, and that history has attracted some choice individuals, if you will, they're going to have to take it super slow. They need to hire a massive amount of people to regulate these. I mean, California tried three or four different ways and finally decided to form an entire new governmental division called the Bureau of Cannabis Control, the BCC, right? They tried to pawn stuff, some, some items off on the California, California Department of Health, tried to pawn other items off on another governmental agency. And at the end of the day, they were like, oh, well, it turns out we need a whole entire new division, right? And you can see that every state has tried something different and every state has had to revamp it and has taken a lot more time. And there's a ton of different paths, like you said, and like the, the playbook is out there, right? But every state has taken a different playbook. Washington's playbook versus Colorado's playbook, completely different. Colorado only issued a certain amount of license. So then you had license brokering going on because the license was super valuable, like what's going on in Florida right now. Washington released, every, they said, if you have money, come buy license, there is no cap. And then it's just survival of the fittest, right? So these things just take time because if, if they don't, it's just going to result in chaos and it's not going to result in tax benefits for the states, which is really what I think the driving force behind this is. That's just my two cents, though. You got anything to say about that, Ryan? Yeah, that's unacceptable to me. That's <laughs> unacceptable. And sure, that thought process has gotten me in a ton of issues in my past. But for, for East Coast standpoint, learn from what California did. Learn from what Washington did. Learn from what Colorado did. Skip all those initial mistakes that they made. Start from where they are now. Combine all those concepts and start there. Figure it out and do it faster than you want to do it because from a New York standpoint, they're missing out on a shit ton of money. And from a federal standpoint, we need jobs. We need money. 
and we could all use the distraction of uh, an exploding new industry. And to me, saying it'll take time because of all these other things is unacceptable. And you're, you're likely right that that'll be what'll happen. And I understand all these things that need to happen, but figure it out and do it faster than you want to do it because it should be the way it needs to be. You know what could be a game changer, Brian, is, is the MORE Act, right? I think that all of my experiences and everything I just described was in reference to these industries coming online without traditional institutional support, right? right? Like these are all high net individual, high net worth individuals supporting companies or private equity or you know, other random ways of, of obtaining capital. And they didn't have the toolkit that comes with getting institutional funding. If you get institutional funding, they provide you with a ton of infrastructure that helps facilitate a lot of these challenges and avoids a lot of these pitfalls because they those institutions, turns out they care about the money that they're giving you. You know what I mean? And so I think that potentially with the MORE Act in, in place, and if it is law, right, where these companies and startups will have access to institutional funding, I think that that potentially could be a game changer and it could result in kind of a warp speed situation, right? Because what was the driving force behind the warp speed is that money wasn't the obstacle. It was just do the science and we'll pay the bill. You know what I mean? And I think that that is really powerful when it comes to achieving these kind of goals. Well said. So let's do a prediction time. End of 2021, does the MORE Act get passed? Yes, I, I like to think so. Yeah, I like to think so also. And I think Q2, end of Q2, to take a hot take, end of Q2, I think it gets passed. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a really good hot take. And let's go one more further. Recreational cannabis. You still on 2025? Yeah, I mean, I think that you're not going to see cannabis sales recreationally in New Jersey or New York until... January 2022, they're going to need to kind of go through their whole learning experience on how they want to regulate it. It's going to take maybe 18 months. Some more other states will fall off. What? 2025? 2025. Unacceptable for me. Uh, I can't accept that. That's way too far out in the future. Um, I'll take 20, I'll take 2023 and I'll still hope and wish it'll be faster. I like it. Thanks everyone. See you next week. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.